This is Paul Gallant on 710 ESPN Seattle. Weekdays at 10 on 710 ESPN Seattle. At Gallant Says on Twitter. Text into the show at 710-710. Welcome to the Paul Gallant Show. Paul is out. You're dealing with me today, Michael Bumpus. Thanks for tuning in to the most interactive sports talk show in all of the land. And like we start off every show, question of the day I got for you guys. I need some participation. Get your participation points. Did Jared Kellenick spark, excuse me, Kellenick spark the Mariners? Was he the reason for the success that this team had over the weekend? They won three games in a row going for four. Was he the reason for that? I got my opinion. I think that Kelnick brought some excitement to the stadium. When you bring excitement to the stadium, you get the crowd involved. You get the crowd involved, then they start feeding that energy to the players. And I think the players picked up on that. I don't think Kelnick walked into the locker room and everyone just thought, oh, we're safe. He's finally here. This young man is going to take us to the promised land. No, I think that they were maybe anticipating his arrival. They heard a lot about the guy. He's been balling on the lower levels. They just appreciated having another bat in there that can potentially help this team. Now, his very first hit was a two-run home run. Let's get that sound going more. 1-0 here to Kelnick. Pitch. Swung on. Line drive. To the gap. Right center field. Giddy up. God. There it is. First home run in his big league career by Jared Kelnick. And the Mariners have taken a 3-0 lead here in the third. A bullet to the gap over the 380 side by J.K. How awesome was that? Now, Morduli, you were actually at that game and just happened to pull out your phone to record that moment. What was that like? What was the energy like? <laughs> it was such weird timing. I just like I I was lucky to be given some really great seats that night, right behind home plate. So I felt like. I felt like he was going to get a big hit at some point in that game, but luckily I, I, for some reason, just decided to start recording then, and I got it, and the crack, the sound of that crack, you knew that he had had, that it was going to be big. I think Boy Howdy was sitting next to me because we had work seats, and uh, someone on Twitter noted that they were like, whoever said come on knew the second that he hit that, and I was like, that was Boy Howdy, he called it. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was so cool to watch and just cool to see the fans just really embrace him and every time he came up to bat everyone was excited on their feet and he really put on a show that night he put on a show um scott service spoke about his home run as well let's get that cut going we just it's been a rough rough stretch for us the last four or five games and um certainly what kelnick uh provided tonight was huge you know uh sig's got us going with the early home run but you know, the quality of the bats that Jared threw out there tonight um, got us going, um, certainly with the home run, the first hit, and everything around that. So um, it's going to be fun to watch. And sometimes, you know, one player can make a difference. One player can make a difference. He's putting a lot on the youngster. And what I like about him, I've said this before about Kelnick, is that he's just confident. He has a swagger about him. You, you see, you feel his presence when he's in the batter's box. You listen to the way he talks to the media. He's a confident kid. And don't lose that confidence because it got you this far. Now, I feel like his confidence is rubbing off on people. And the one person that I look at is J.P. Crawford. J.P., I've never heard J.P. talk like this before. I kind of like the cockiness, the, the confidence. And I'm not going to say Kelnick is responsible for J.P. kind of opening up, but I think – if an athlete sees a teammate 
doing something, it kind of relaxes them a little bit. It's like, oh, oh, we can talk this way. We can we can be a little a little cocky. We can get a little buck. Let's run that clip of JP. I'm um, talking about his mentality. People always make a big deal about who you're facing. You know, like oh, you're facing Bieber, or Kershaw, one of these pitchers. But at the same time. You guys can't go up there with the mindset of being like intimidated or anything like that. You have to be competitive and just say, hey, bring it on, right? Absolutely. Bring it on. I'm going to rake your face. That's what I think up there at the box. I'm going to rake your face. Dooley, you've been covering the Mariners longer than I have. Have you ever heard a player say that? I'm going to rake your face. No, I've definitely never heard it put like that. But I don't feel like I've heard a lot of this uh, swagger or, uh, you know, just aggressiveness come out in general. So I think that it's really fun. And I appreciate the fact that I think the Mariners are encouraging it at this point. You know, Scott Service said after Jared Kelnick swung on the first pitch he saw his first night up that he was fine with that. He said, you know, as he was kind of forcing some of those plays when it was close to be doubles on Friday night, that he's like, hey, unless he starts getting thrown out a bunch, which I don't see happening, I'm fine with him doing that. And I think that that's only going to push everyone else around him to be more aggressive too. Whereas I think kind of up to this point, they've been a little more cautious, you know, trust the process, control the zone. We've got a lot of young yeah. guys. And uh, I just feel like Helmet kind of broke things open for everyone. You know, it, it reminds me of a saying I hear a lot. I coached high school football, other sports, when people say, let the kids play. Go ahead, let the kids yeah. play. Let the kids be kids. Kind of embrace this new culture because – that's just what it is. It's 2021. It's a bit different. You know, back in the, maybe the 90s, or early 2000s, when I was coming up, you were taught just to to be humble and reporters already know what you're going to say. They know the answers to your questions. Now it's like, show your personality. And I think Kelnick knows, too, he's marketing himself. If he can catch the eye of a company who wants to spend money on him to have him endorse him because of his personality, so be it. So not only did the, the guy have a two-run home run, he had a couple doubles. I think we got a cup from one of those. No, well, I what believe ha- we do. Sorry, I oh, no think worries. I may have uh, lost my place on that one. Got one here for you. This is from the bottom of the seventh on Friday. All eyes glued on Kilnick right here. Three-two pitch from Mayton. Here it comes. The pitch. Break ball. Hit the other way. Little looper. It's going to drop down. Base hit. Fair ball. Haggerty scores. Kelnick digging for second. Here's the throw. Not in time. Jared Kelnick having a huge night. Clapping his hands and everybody's fired up at T-Mobile. 5-1 Seattle. He just plays and runs with an intensity that I'm just not used to seeing. You know, earlier in the Danny Gallant show, a texter wrote in, he reminds him of Pete Rose. I'm like, that is accurate. When Pete Rose is running the bases, there was an intense look on his face. But you look at look at Kelnick, man, that dude has some thick thighs. He's got he fills off that jersey. He just looks like a <laughs> you ball. You sound player. like Brock. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate that, you know, because we're no, no, no longer young men. Our bodies don't look the way he used to look, and that guy looks like he is ready to go. Also, this weekend, I got a chance to go to the Seahawks rookie minicamp. It was a little different. Only 20-some guys out there. It seemed like there were more coaches than players. The Hawks coaching staff still brought a lot of energy, but I got my eyes on a couple guys. I got to see Daryl Taylor. I love the way Daryl Taylor looks. He looks lean. He looks thin. He looks quick. He looks strong. I also saw Eskridge. Eskridge looks as fast as he did on film, and that's nice to see a guy take the next step, go to a, a rookie minicamp, and 
Look as good as advertised. That's what I liked about him. I think we have a cut of Pete talking about Eskridge. Yeah, there's no question that he's re- he's a flyer. Uh, he showed it right out of the shoots yesterday. His quickness, and he's he's a very powerful uh, guy. Um, you know, he's about 191 or two pounds, but he's built really strong and built really solid. And and uh, you can see the explosiveness. He uh, gets off the line of scrimmage really quickly, and and uh, certainly has the burst. Um, so that was really fun to see. It's what we were hoping to see, and uh, so we're we're pleased with the first showing. He's got that burst getting in and out of his breaks. I saw him catch a hitch and turn up field, and it was like 0-60 to quickly. This guy is as fast as advertised. One more guy I want to talk about before we switch things up. Connor Weddington. The kid went to Sumner High School. I coached against him two years in a row. I knew then that he was going to be a good ball player. Goes to Stanford. Now he's an undrafted free agent with the Seattle Seahawks. This kid is versatile. I think if he makes this team, he's going to have to – Contribute on special teams, whether that be with the ball in his hands or tackling guys. But this is a dude who can do a little bit of everything. I think he can play slot. I think if you need him, he can go on the backfield. There's always a guy or two that's undrafted that makes some noise. I'm anticipating this guy to make some noise. Okay, now it's time to go around and see what's trending. Brought to you by Kings Heating and Air. What's up, Dooley? How you doing? Oh, I'm uh, I'm just turning on the wrong <laughs> mic. That's all. Sorry, I thought I was talking to you, but I wasn't. <laughs> I saw your lips moving. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't hear what's coming out of your mouth. Uh, all right, first up, you were talking a little bit about rookie minicamp there. We heard um, from Pete Carroll both days after practice. Everyone is interested to learn more about this Shane Waldron offense after we heard Tyler Lockett refer to it as sophisticated. Pete broke it down a little, but uh, let me see if you can kind of um, Pete explain after this. That's not the right way to describe it. <laughs> no, um, it's beautifully thought out. Um, it's it's got uh, such a complimentary um, makeup to it. That's why I, I fell in love with what, what he was bringing. Um, it really makes sense. It's really smart. Our guys have to really work hard um, at, at the discipline to, to execute and execute it in the right manner. Uh, there's a lot of terminology. Um, it won't look as much different as, as it sounds to us um, because it, the, the system that we're that we're putting in to make sure that we can utilize all of the, the variations and the complements that, that that are packed in here. So there, so I'm, I, it's not a simple offense at all. And and uh, you know I wouldn't give Al that much credit either. That was a lot more. That was a lot. It's almost like he contradicted himself a couple of times. But that's Pete Carroll, right? Pete Carroll's always going to have an answer to your question. And I think he struggles with not giving too much away, but wanting to be transparent with you know the Seahawks fans and, and the reporters. All I heard was that, look, you're going to see some stuff you've never seen before. They're speaking some language that we were all getting to know and learn. But end of the day, you're going to like what you see is that what you got from that yeah i think so because the original when he said no that's not the right word someone had asked if it was complicated but he said also it's not simple (laughs) 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 i don't know apparently you know maybe sophisticated is the right word maybe tyler lockett had it best yeah that's probably it what else we got All right, we have some injury updates for the Mariners. It looks like they will finally be seeing a little bit of help, hopefully soon, for the pitching injuries we've been seeing. Uh, Reliever Keenan Middleton will throw a live batting practice today. Um, He could be activated within the next few days, and he was performing pretty well. And then um, 
Casey Sadler is just beginning to throw again, and Marco Gonzalez, the one everyone wants to see return to the starting lineup, is scheduled to throw off the mound for the first time today. Um, but there are some new injuries, unfortunately, for um, some guys in the lineup. Evan White has a hip flexor, and Ty France is dealing with wrist inflammation after being hit by a pitch a while back. Um, they're both going to the 10-day IL. You gain some, you lose some. Positive, <laughs> you're gaining pitching. And we all know that you need some guys on the mound who can get it done. Now you need run support, though. You need those bats to get going. So you're losing Ty France, who had a... a a nice beginning to the season kind of fell off a bit. Evan White has had his struggles, so maybe him taking a step back and looking at the game from a different angle will allow him to kind of reassess and uh, just get better at the plate. But you got pitching. Middleton is throwing live BP today. Let's see how, how he looks. You mentioned Marco Gonzalez. That's the guy, the ace, the guy that they're going to depend on. Pitchers are getting healthy, so I think you're turning a corner. I'm just waiting for Logan Gilbert another start again. I, I, I want the kid to shake it off. And let's see how he bounces back. So now we need Kel- Kelnick to bounce back and Logan. I, th- I think Logan has the stuff to be okay, though. Yeah, he seemed like he even started to bounce back a little in that outing, but they yeah. weren't going to leave him out there, you know, for a complete game his first time out. So I think uh, I think he'll be good. I'm sure that's a situation where you just need to get a feel. He said, you know, the mistakes that I could get away with in AAA, they're going to make you pay in the big league. So he, he got that uh, out of the way, and now I think he knows a little more what he needs to do and what was working for him in his first start. He feels it. He knows what to do now. All right, reminder, this hour of the Paul Gallant Show is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. Now it's time for you to be heard. Your voice, your opinions. It's time to be heard. Every day at 10.15 with Paul Gallant. Be All right, it's time for you to be heard. Call 206-421-3776. The question I asked to start this whole deal, was Kelnick, Kelnick, sorry, man. You know, I got corrected today how to say this kid's last name, and and now I'm fighting with it. Kelnick, all right. Was he the spark to the Mariners this weekend? They won three games in a row. His first hit was a two-run home run. His parents were there. They're getting emotional. T-Mobile Park was going crazy. Maura Dooley pulled out the phone at the right time. She said she had good seats. She had the best seats in the house. She's in the Diamond Club. If, you, if you've never been to the Diamond Club, you sit there, you raise your hand, they bring you food. I mean, it, it, is, a, it is an experience. It was my first itself. time, and I, I don't think I'll be getting those seats anytime <laughs> soon, but I'm, I'm not sure I can experience a game again the same way. I'm, it was amazing. Yes, it, it, like, spoils you, right? You're like, man. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's some people who watch every game like this. <laughs> Not me. I'm up top. I'm, I'm up top. Everyone looks like ants yeah. where, where, where I sit. <laughs> All right, be her. Let me know, man. What do you think about Kelnick? Is he was he the spark? Was he was he the reason for the turnaround for the Mariners? Me personally, I think that he contributed. Um, I think that he provided a spark for the crowd, and the crowd transferred that energy to the players. And right now, we're going to go to line one. We got Kyle from Seattle. Kyle, how you doing? Nope, not there yet. Well, Kyle from Seattle. We got him. Sorry, I'm still, I'm still getting his information. We're, we're ready I'm, to go now. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. My bad, Dooley. Kyle, what's up? Hey, what's going on, bump? Love the show. Glad to see you on today. Hey, appreciate you, man. Thanks for listening. What you got for me? Uh, I was just wondering if you saw Eskridge take any snaps at a punt returner, kick returner over the weekend, and if he, if you did, how would he look? 
No, I did not see him take any. You know, their special teams, um, I would call them periods, were pretty simple. They're really just seeing who can fly down and break down and potentially make tackles. It's almost so hard to scout these guys in, in T-shirts and, and a helmet, but I did see him run some routes. I did see him make some great catches, and uh, this guy's good. He is going to be the number three receiver. I'd be really surprised if anybody beats this guy out. So now when it comes to the return game, I think he can return, but I also think that they're going to give Weddington a spot at the return as well. If they okay, do, yeah, that was my other thing. If, if Weddington might be the guy that gets that spot, I, I, he's in the running. He's going to get an opportunity to. But you know how this game goes, man. Is the guys who have been here and who are older or who you pay have the first opportunity at those things, right? So Weddington's mm-hmm. going to have to go down, show he can make some tackles, and then once he gets the ball, be special. I think he can do it. He's a local kid, and that's one thing that the Hawks do. They take care of their local talent, right? They always bring yep. some guy in from UW or went to school out here. So they're going to give him opportunities, and I think he deserves it. There were a couple receivers who were out this past weekend, so he even got more reps at the receiver spot, and he looked good to me, Kyle. So uh, we shall see, man. I appreciate the call. Yeah, Ronald, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. Weddington. Weddington. So, quick story about this kid. Yeah, I think it was the quarterfinals of the state championship, and we went down to Sumner to play this guy. This kid had, like, dislocated his shoulder or something like that, and he played the whole game. You can tell he was hurt. You can tell he was banged up, but he wasn't coming out of that game. Uh, So I would expect him to bring that same type of intensity and toughness to this football club. All right, let's go to the text lines. 971, Kellen should get going this series. Detroit pitching compared to Cleveland pitching, think about it. LOL. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. It's not officially a slump, right? More is not a slump right now. He just had a, a, a couple tough games, and this might be his bounce back game. Oh, yeah. I mean, what is, is he on his fourth game? You can't, definitely can't call it a slump, but. You know, obviously, when he had that big night Friday night going over five the next two days, a little bit of a letdown. But just when you hear him talk about his mentality, it's it's hard to believe that he's not going to bounce back from that. I, apparently, he gets pretty angry at what he calls giving away at bats. I mean, I'm a competitor. I want to win. I want to bury our opponents each and every night. And um what, it, it, it truly bugs me when I give away at-bats or if I don't execute on what I'm trying to do just because, like what I just said, I want to I win and I want to bury each and every guy every night. Did you see him spike his batting helmet yesterday when he struck out? <laughs> yeah, I like it. A little fire. A little fire. He wants to bury these guys. He doesn't want to give them any type of life. And you kind of see that. In his demeanor, like the way he walks, the way he clenches his jaw when he's at the plate. I love when he when he um, hit a double, got to the bag, starts clapping it up. He's already carrying himself like he's been here for a while. You know, I, I would I would imagine that typically rookies they just get to the base and they they stand there and and on to the next. He's like, no nah, man, I'm I'm supposed to be here. I'm gonna be a leader for this team. I really like this dude. Okay, let's go to the text lines again. Uh, so oh, never. <laughs> uh, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? The quarterbacks. Who were the quarterbacks at training camp this past weekend? Honestly, there was one quarterback there. One quarterback there. And honestly, I don't know who he was. I had to look it up. Pete Carroll had the team practicing two fields away. I had my roster here, but there was one quarterback there. He was an undrafted free agent. 
Um, I'm going to look up his name real quick for you if I can find him. But nobody, nobody, um, nobody you would really know, I would say. No one you would know. I should know this guy's name. My bad for the for the disrespect. But uh, it was kind of weird seeing that quarterback work, too, because it was just him. It was him and, like, four or five coaches. He got so much attention. That was kind of weird not having a lot of players out there, but they did get a lot of attention when it came to just getting coached up the little things. There were three linebackers there, I believe. They're getting coached up by two or three guys. Um, there were three or four defensive linemen. They're getting coached up by two or three guys. So it's unfortunate I didn't get to see these guys go up against the veterans, but good for them is they got a lot of coaching up, which I think is cool. All right, the 206 says, what's the story with Ursua? They don't ever cut the guy, but they never really seem to give him a real shot. I'm just as confused as you are because they like him enough to keep him around, but they keep bringing guys in and they don't activate him. So that just means something's off. Maybe it's the playbook. Maybe it's um, work ethic, which I don't think work ethic is an issue because I see the guy grind and he goes. Maybe they feel like there's a couple things in his game he needs to work on. I, I I just don't know. I do not know, but he's good enough to where they keep him around. So that is a plus. Let's go back to the line. We got Elliot from Bellevue. What's up, Elliot? Hey, what's good, Bump? Happy Monday. How you doing, man? Happy Monday, man. I'm here with you. Life is good, man. Hey, before we talk about Mariners, I just want to ask you because I seen that clip of, of Pete Carroll. It looked like he was like tackling, like going for the ball. Like, what was that, man? What, what was that drill? What was he doing? Pete Carroll tackling, going for the ball. It sounds he was like, like it, trying to strip somebody for the ball, and they were like diving on the like cover the fumble drill or something. Like, oh yeah, that's that's all it is. It's just fumble recovery stuff, ball security. Uh, you strip the ball and just get players used to diving on the ball. Because a lot of the times, guys just try to pick it up and run, which is cool. You get money, you get touchdowns off of that. But the main thing is is just to keep possession. So it sounds like yeah. that's what that drill was. Just fall on it. If you are not sure about your ability to take this to the house, you fall on the football. I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing. In, in terms of the Mariners, though, man, I'm going to agree with your question. Like, like I really feel like Kelnick, like, he's not coming in here. People are like, oh, he's going to win all these games. But, man, he brought a spark. Like, just like Kyle said in that interview, he appreciates his hustle to run out those doubles. Like, these guys are coming out here. They see this kid doing his thing and give everybody motivation. You know, they, they, he's trying hard. Let's all bust it, too. Let's work. And let's, I think he brought the spark. You know, that's my answer to the question. Hey, I feel you. I'm with you. He brought, he brought something to the table, and it got these guys going. Elliot. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to holler at me, man. Yes, sir. All right, have a good one. So, me and Elliot, we're on the same page. We think that Kelnick provided a spark to this team. Now, let's give him the bounce back against the Tigers. Coming up next, I'm going to go into the sports pit with Shannon Dreyer right here on the Paul Gallant Show. I'm Michael Bumpus filling in. It's 1030. And that means it's time to get in the sports pit. In the pit where all that stuff goes down, and if you don't have some freaking toughness, you're going to get your, you're going to, you're going to fail. With Paul Gallant. Welcome back to the Paul Gallant Show. I'm filling in for my guys, me, Michael Bumpus, and we're going to get into the sports pit with one of the voices of the Mariners, Ms. Shannon Dreher. How you doing? Super. Good to hear you, Paul. 
Oh, it's Michael. Not no Paul, Paul today. You are Michael. I'm <laughs> sorry, it's early. We have late nights. With baseball, we don't finish up until around midnight. So I am never a morning person. Know that from the top. <laughs> I, I feel you. Always working hard, Shannon. Always working hard. All right, so let's get right into it. You know, I got to ask you about the young guy, Jared Kelnick. Um, what was the energy like in the stadium when he hit his very first hit and happened to be a two-run home run for the Mariners? Oh, it was beautiful. You know, this is something that anybody who follows the Mariners and anybody who really follows baseball has been keeping track of and looking forward to. You, know, you have top picks that debut every season, but there are special picks, and he is one of those. And uh, for him to have the first game and, and not have the hit, I was a little bit shocked, which isn't fair. And, and part of it is after all the buildup around him, and he contributes to that quite a bit, too. But Not everybody gets their first hit in their first game. There's a lot going on in your debut and on the day that you make your debut. But to see him settle down on the second day and for the home run to be his first hit, that was no surprise. For everything, all the buildup that's been around him, you kind of expect it to be storybook, and it was. It was a beautiful home run. His reaction was unbelievable. Uh, Then to see what he did on the two doubles and legging them out and pushing the issue, that was fantastic. And to see how he celebrated uh, his teammates' successes in the games, too. Mitch Hanniger's home run he was just as fired up about it was a lot of fun to watch him in that game Shannon when I watch him play I just I feel the youth just oozing out of him you know sometimes athletes as they get older they get watered down it's a grind it's a long season but with this kid I mean you watch him play you listen to him speak uh, there's an energy that he brings to this ball club there is and what's really great and you know it is a young ball club for the most but I think you probably know in baseball that for years and years it's been more the young player be seen, not be heard, and that's changing very quickly right now. But even in the Mariners clubhouse, you can tell there's an appreciation for that energy, and that is something that teams can feed off of, and it's him. You know, it's completely natural. And, yeah, he is 21 years old, so he is going to have a little bit extra. But, you know, he's very in-your-face with what he does. And he makes no apologies for being confident in, in what he can do. And that's fine because he backs it up and he doesn't do it to the detriment of anyone else. So, you know, to see that energy and, and it's a part of his game and to see it in his first game, to see him come up because we did see him after hitting a home run in Tacoma, turning to his dugout and, you know, trying to fire them up. To see that he didn't even for a second think, I got to tamp this down because I'm in the big leagues right now. That was very refreshing. Very refreshing. I love to see it. There's a guy who we don't talk about enough, Shannon. Mitch, he is having a season right now, and it's kind of been overshadowed by the prospects that are potentially going to get moved up. Um, Talk about Mitch and the season he's having. Mitch Hanniger is having an unbelievable season. And, you know, it's comeback player of the year award is a thing, and it's not as big as MVP or rookie of the year or anything like that. But, I mean, he seems like he's got to be the runaway player after missing, you know, a full year and a half with just terrible injuries and everything that followed and the surgeries that followed after that. And the way that he prepared himself to come back, you know, the expectation was it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get back in this game after not seeing live pitching, but he's just an absolute beast in the off season, how he goes after his preparation. And now I likened it to what Nelson Cruz does and what Nelson Cruz does is he does it so he can keep going and play at 40. Well, Mitch isn't 40, but he's still adding on at every phase. Doesn't matter. You know, if, if it's not, you know, a baseball specific workout, 
he goes out and searches all the workouts and finds what would be best for, uh, you know, the biomechanics of baseball and what he does out there. Diet is the same way, you know, whatever it takes to, to be at his absolute best and tip-top performance. You know, sleep, the mental game, everything else, completely invested in it. And what he did that kept him ready was how he prepared for his at-bats when he came back. And he didn't, you know, let's make this clear. He didn't come back to the same pitching that he saw in 2019. Pitchers are throwing harder right now. And rather than, you know, the guy you can throw 97, 98, 99, 100 kind of being the anomaly, every team's got him now. They're seeing them so much more now. And there's more movement on the ball, too. Well, he was ready for it. And he, what he told me, I actually had an opportunity to talk to him on Friday. He, he said that he made his workouts and his batting practices as challenging as he could possibly make them. Because uh, and he likened it to Steph Curry and the work that he puts in and how he does kind of the bizarre kind of workouts because what he did already was too easy. So he had to make it harder. He did the same thing in what he does at the plate. So, you know, he would move around in the batting box. He would take at bats uh, in the other, in the, the opposite side of the batting box. So he could see, you know, kind of more of a crossfire on the pitch. We stepped up in the batting box against the velocity machine, which is absolutely nuts. I mean, some players might take a step up to try and improve their timing. He was taking two and three and really moving up as he saw the ball better and better and better. So that attention to detail and the planning and what am I going to see in the regular season? How do I get ready for that? And it's just not enough to you know, practice slow. He had to not just practice at game speed, but harder has paid off for him. And what he hasn't done, and it was really cool to hear him because there's been a little bit of a knock against him. He's hitting the home runs, but the average hasn't been there. And he did have a little bit of a slump. And, you know, when the Mariners were having the rough go on the road, this is the top of their order that was not coming through as they had all season. Bottom of the order hadn't. You've gotten used to that at that point. But the guys at the top were struggling as well. And he said that, you know, I don't look at average. That does mean no good in the game that I'm going into, but I have a general idea of where I am. And while I like leading the lead in home runs, I also have to hit for average. I expect to hit for average. And, and that is something that has been a focus as well. And what do you know? We saw two doubles yesterday and the walks, and it would appear that he's kind of coming around. And it's a long season, and I think his numbers at the end of all of this are going to be pretty stellar. I hope so. It sounds like he's putting in the work, and we're starting to see the results um, let's Logan Gilbert, you know, he had his, his debut as well. He's the other prospect that was brought up, started off rough and kind of settled in a little bit, ended up striking out five. What'd you see from that kid and what does he need to work on to really establish himself? Well, I think with Logan, I think that for the pitchers especially, it can just go by so quickly when you make your debut. He said afterwards he didn't even remember the first inning, and he was laughing, and I don't think he did. I think that that was that much of a whirlwind for him. He is an intense preparation guy, and I think that uh, you know he is so cerebral in what he does that I think that getting that first one out of the way while taking in everything that he was – and that's not just when he was out on the field, but it was how he managed his day, how he prepared that day, what reports he looked at. I'm very interested to see what he does on the second day. Uh, there's a lot of emotion that goes into that first appearance. He had a lot of family and a lot of friends there. And, you know, this is the moment that you've been working for for your entire life. I think when you're a hitter, you have the opportunity while well, you get that first at bat and then you kind of settle down. When you're a pitcher, I don't think you really have that opportunity usually within the game. I think it's all kind of going throughout. So I think uh, some of the things that we saw from him, I suspected he might have actually been overthrowing a little bit early in the game. I think we settle him down. I, I, don't, I think we see him settle down 
in the second outing. We did see him, I think, in his third and fourth outing start to settle down. He saw the nice breaking pitch. Uh, the fastball was there. Uh, it's, it's all been there for him in the minors. It's all been there as far as the metrics go. Uh, you see him out on the hill, and then you realize, my gosh, he is so big, and his release point, it's just right on top of the batters. I think it's going to be fine. I think he keeps with what his process has been all along, and I think the stuff will play. I just think that a little bit of it probably got away from him being that first outing. Well, you heard it here, folks. Shannon says Gilbert is going to be fine, so we can stay hopeful, <laughs> Shannon. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy woman, had a late night. Thanks for taking time out of your day to holler at me. Anytime, Michael. I enjoyed it. All right. Have a good one. All right. Coming up next on the Paul Galan Show, I'm Michael Bumpus filling in. Is your chance to be heard again? Holler at me. Ask me a question. I want to interact with you. Call 206-421-3776. That's coming up next on the Paul Galan Show. You're listening to Paul Gallant. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Every day at 10 on 710 ESPN Seattle. Welcome back to the Paul Gallant Show. I'm filling in for my guy. It's me, Michael Bumpus. Like I mentioned before the break, it's your time to be heard, man. Holler at me, 206-421-3776. And we got somebody on the lines instantly. Robert from Seattle. What's up, man? Nothing much, Michael. Um... Listening to the show, you know, about uh, uh, the effect that Kelnick's, uh, what he's done, you play ball all your life, you know, just like a lot of us ex-jocks. We appreciate what they bring. You know, we don't know. We root for each other. But you've been up against guys. You've seen guys that come in. You don't know what's going to happen. Maybe he's going to be great. Maybe he's not. But he's got to do that. But that's the players. It's the fans that, you know, shows like this and others in the newspapers, television, get all the hype. The ball players, in my opinion, in my experience, we never get that high. We never got that high on anybody until that was shown, and that's over time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was great. You know, hey, we won a ball game. But other than that, you know, that's not going to – it doesn't do that. We appreciate what whoever does anything to win us a ball game. But after that, the rest is fans, television, radio, all the other. We're ball players. We get a paycheck. We all do. <laughs> Robert, I agree with your point of view. I think that it's our job in the media to hype things up. It's the fans' jobs as supporters of the team to hype players up. But you're right. right? This is, the, this is his job. Let's see if this young man can come in and do his job. I don't think anybody was starstruck when Jared walked into the locker room. No, he's another player who got called up. Hopefully he can help this team win. Now once you start doing that consistently, then you get more respect from your teammates. Um, but it's but it's nice to see him kind of deliver early, though, isn't it? But that was one game. It's one. You're right. Um, Long season. Long season. Robert, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for the call. All right. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, Rob makes a good point. Even as a rookie, when I stepped into a locker room, I wasn't in awe of anybody. I I, I thought I was supposed to be here. I had a job to do. I'm sure more established guys like a Walter Jones, a Matt Hasselback 
when there's a high draft pick and he walked into the locker room, they're like, okay, nice to have you. Now let's see if you can do your job. I think that's what it comes down to. Can you just do your job? The guy is struggling right now in two games where he hasn't had a hit. So we'll see if he bounces back. Again, it is a long season. Baseball is the longest season of all the seasons. So there will be ups and downs, smiles and frowns. Let's see how he works himself out of this. Reminder, hit me up, 206-421-3776. Let's have conversations. All right, somebody says, Bump, can you explain this play-in game? Whoever loses between the Lakers and the Warriors, are they out of the playoffs? Go Hawks. You know what? I'm a Lakers fan, and all I know is we got to win tonight. Let's just beat the Warriors and all is well. I don't know what happens if you lose. I, don't, I try not to focus on that. If we lose, then I will dig in and see what's going on. But all I know, if you win, then I think you are in. So I'm just going to stick to that mindset. I want my Lakers to win. I know people, you know, I try to talk about basketball up here, and people are pretty salty. I understand. The songs are gone, and a lot of people tell me, we don't want to talk about basketball, but I'm sorry. I just had a basketball question, so I had to answer it. All right, here we go. We got the 425, Bart. Great start for Jared. When he's at bat, watching him rock forward and back and forward and back, gearing up for the hit, totally awesome. I agree with you. Awesome. I like his demeanor. I like his confidence. The kid looks like a young ox out there. He looks strong, and I just like the way he runs the bases. The guy runs with a purpose. He says he's trying to get a double every time that ball is hit, and he's applying the pressure on the defense. He says if he jumps out the box, he rounds first base, he's going to second. Maybe he's putting pressure on that outfielder. Aaron throw, he might get a triple out of that. I want him to keep up the pressure, keep being young, keep having fun. This is why you are here. Okay, we're going to go back to line one. We got Miguel from Yakima. What's up, Miguel? Hey, how's it going, Bump? Good, man. You got a good name, Miguel. Good name. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. I like yours better, though. <laughs> Hey man, so I I have a question for you. What do you what do you think about the the Seahawks team right now? Currently, the roster. Do you think we need to make an additional moves? I know uh, an idea that's been floating around a lot is we need another corner. We need to stabilize our corners position. Uh, what do you think Seattle needs to do additionally in order to become that fear team in the NFC to to make fans and doubters that much more reassured that we're going to be a Super Bowl team this year? Good question, man. I think right now it's all about adding depth. I think if you look at this offense and this defense, there's not one spot you look at and you're like, man, that guy's horrible. We need to make a move there. I think the Hawks have quietly been making moves, but it's all about your depth because there are going to be guys, there are going to be injuries. Guys are going to get tired. You're going to have to have guys fill in and be able to fill voids at times. And then really it's Russell Wilson. Can he master this offense? Can he be the Russell Wilson we saw weeks one through seven for an entire season? Can this defense start the season the way they end it as far as regular seasons go? I think they have a lot of playmakers. You got superstars on defense. You got Jamal. You got Bobby on offense. You have Chris Carson. You have Russell Wilson. I mean, this team is a complete team, but it's all about adding depth and making sure that if someone needs a break, if someone goes down, you have a guy who can come in and keep the party going, not a guy who's just a Band-Aid who eventually is going to peel off and that that scab is going to be exposed, it's going to open up, and then everything is going to go go down the drain. I think that's what they need, but I like who they have starting for them so far. All right, we're going to go to line two. Joseph from the 253 Tacoma, what's up? What's up, Bob? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. A uh, couple of things. One, uh, first off, I just want to say I'm very glad that it was my Portland Trailblazers that put your Lakers <laughs> into the playoff uh, scenario. So I just wanted to throw that that part out there first. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> uh, but uh, I got a cool question for you. So um, Kelnick did give us a shot of adrenaline, but there's another guy who currently plays for Minnesota mm-hmm. who's scuffling. He's a former Mariner. Yep. If he's available, should we bring back the boomstick, Nelson Cruz? Oh, the boomstick. No, I think you stay away from Nelson Cruz. Too expensive. He's getting old. You got young talent. I think right now you just wait for Julio. You work with what you got right now. You hope that your pitching gets healthy. It sounds like Middleton's on his way back. Marco could be back soon. I think at this point you ride with who you have and you work the farm system. You got, again, Julio's hit a home run in what, his last four games in the minors. I think that's what you do. I don't think you go after and spend spend a lot of money on Nelson Cruz, even though I think he there could be some value there. But if you're going to go young, stay young, keep going young, and – Stick to the process. I like what they're doing right now. It It's not going to result in a lot of wins this year. I think they'll be below 500, but I think you're starting to see what this team could be. Joseph, I appreciate the call, man. All right, man. Thanks. Have a good one. Okay, let's go back to the text line. We got a couple minutes left. Okay. Bump, do you really think Ethan Postick is a good center? I still think they need to address the center position. I think Ethan Postick has done a good job, honestly. Is he the best center in all the land? No. He's not, but I think he's done a good job to have that spot now. I also think they're going to bring guys in to compete with him because that's what they do every single year at almost every position. But I think he's good enough for right now. All right, next question. What we got from the 509? Random question. But when are the Mariners going to option Montero? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If you listen to the Danny Galan show earlier today, Danny says he doesn't trust Montero. He said he trusts Nigerian princes more than he does Montero. You know those emails you get when they say, look, I'm in trouble. Can you wire $5,000 here and there? That's Danny's take on it. And um, I think there's reason for that. But I also think that he's a work in progress. And he has he has some stuff. He has some stuff once he gets going. But we don't know. We'll see what he does. All right, we got time for one more question. Let's see. Let's see. We got anybody on the lines? Nobody on the lines? We're going back to the text lines. Okay. Hey, Bump, where are we at with Richard Sherman? We ain't nowhere with Richard Sherman. I don't think he's coming, man. I I honestly do not think Richard Sherman is coming back to the Seattle Seahawks. Would it be a nice story? Yeah. Could he help this defense? Possibly. But I think they have guys set to at least compete for the starting spot already. My only concern with Richard Sherman would be, can he accept that this is uh, Russell Wilson's team? Can he? Russell ain't the, ain't the kid no more in 2012, 2013. That's not him. Russell, he's grown now. He makes $35 million. This is his team. He's the face of the team and one of the faces in the NFL. I would love to have Richard Sherman back, but I think that that's not the way to go at this point. I think you ride with who you have. You keep bringing young guys in. It's always nice to bring a veteran in because you relive the old days and, and you think things are going to be different. But at this point, man, stay young. It's a young man's game. Only old guys play quarterbacks and offensive linemen. Everywhere else, these guys are young. Last question. Bunt with a healthy Rashad Penny and new offense coordinator. Will this be a breakout season for him? I really hope it is. I think it's now or nothing for him. He's got to prove himself. He's got to go out there and show he can be healthy and that he can produce. One, I'd like to thank Shannon Dreyer for stopping by 
more duly for keeping things all lined up. And anyone who called and texted, I appreciate you guys. I will be back tomorrow for one more day filling in for Paul Gallant. Coming up next, you get to ride with Jake and Stacey. You guys have a great rest of your day.